Welcome to the Wealthy Homes Podcast, where we help young Michigan families manage their finances and create wealth. I'm your host, Connor Bowserman, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group. Welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy Homes Podcast and another episode of the podcast mini-series on business ownership and entrepreneurship. And uh, today's guest, we're going to have Pat Bush, the owner and operator of Patman Dronography. Before I go into introducing him a little bit more, I just want to go back to the, the mini-series itself. And each one of the businesses that I bring on is totally different between sizes, where they're at in their journey, of entrepreneurship um, and I really wanted to bring Pat on because it's at the very very beginning stage of more of like a side hustle rather than being a full-time job in business because um, he's doing this kind of on the side of his full-time job that provides for his family so without further ado Pat Bush thanks for coming on man <laughs> thanks for having me I'm super excited to be here I am honored to be here so yeah, my business is a lot different than any of the other businesses you had on. Like you said, it's more of like a hobby that pays for itself, plus provides additional income. So that's been really, really great. I don't know if I really have plans to like take it to the next level, but there's definitely the opportunity. opportunities. Yeah. Okay. So if we could just introduce yourself to the people that are maybe outside of Bow Creek or don't know you personally. I know if they live in Bow Creek and they're on Facebook, they've got to be kind of living under a rock to not at least see one of your pictures or one of your social medias. Yeah, so. absolutely. So on Facebook, we are at like 16,700 strong. That's awesome. So that is really, really cool. Um, so starting off, I'm not actually a Battle Creek native. I grew up in Sanford, Michigan on the lake, spent a lot of time out there. How I ended up in Battle Creek is basically had a dead end, I wouldn't say dead end job, but really grunt work up on scaffolding, 100 degrees, negative 10 degrees, it doesn't matter, I was out there doing it. And I just really, really didn't like it. So I met my girlfriend at the time out there her dad ended up getting a job here in Battle Creek. He's the pastor of North Avenue Church of God. Uh, very great church. I'll see you all Sunday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, he ended up moving the family out here. I asked Jeff if I could um, take a week off of work there and come in and to Battle Creek and just live in his basement for the week and apply for tons of different jobs if I get a job you know it's meant to be type of thing mm -hmm. within two days I had a full-time job set up ready to rock here in Battle Creek so it was definitely a green light go pack your bags call your old boss and tell him I'm tired of it <laughs> type awesome. of situation so that's how I ended up here in Battle Creek ended up getting married to my beautiful wife Kylie Two amazing little boys, Hudson and Hendrick. Three now and one now. So, whoo. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely so busy. stinking busy. Yeah. So it's making like the business side of things a lot harder as far as like expanding goes. But right. I still love going out and doing any type of drone work where I can, when I can. It's great. 
supplemental awesome. income. <laughs> yeah. And then I want to add into Pat's a great drummer. Was the drummer <laughs> of the the band at church, and he does a great job week in and week out. Yeah. Just now, I think you're starting to get a little bit more of a break, which is cool. But. Yeah, that's that was one thing that was really hard moving from Midland was all of my musician friends. My my whole friend group was all musicians, and that's what we would do like every weekend is go and hang out at somebody's house and just play music until it got bright outside. And that's awesome. So. Let's talk a little bit about your business. So for those who don't know you too, what what do you do or what is your business about? So it is Patman Dronography. It is an aerial photography, videography company. Anything and everything drone photography and videography from going out and flying and shooting the shots to coming back, editing and delivering the media, right? Okay. There's not really much to it outside of that, but the background, like the regulatory requirements, the like the equipment, knowing what to do with the equipment, the software you need, the all of that is is more like the side that people don't see. They think you like, oh, you just go out and fly a drone. It's like, yeah, my three year old could go fly my drone too, but right, <laughs> it's what you do with the media, how you promote yourself, that that makes you stand out versus. The right. kid that's got the holy stone from Walmart. Right. <laughs> so let's go back to like the very beginning. What kind of got you into to doing drone work? Oh, man. So I, I say this in like every interview and I always feel so terrible about it. But me and my cousin Christian, we, this was back when I lived in Midland quite a while ago. We went to Radio Shack and we picked up a Hubson S4. It's either S4 or X4. I can never remember. But anyway, Radio Shack had this warranty deal where you could bring anything back for any reason, right? So we would go out, we would crash our drones, and we would go in and pay like five bucks or whatever the return fee was and walk out with a brand new one. And him and I probably went through like 30 drones just (laughs) going out, crashed of like, we literally get them and then like try to knock each other out of the air. And then like the <laughs> next day, just go back and get more. So that's what really sparked my interest in like flying drones. It was like, that was some of the most fun I ever had. But even before that, I was like re- always really interested in like airspace and air travel and planes and just being above the ground. Right. But thanks to some awesome genetics, I am colorblind and don't have perfect vision. So my thoughts of going to like the Air Force to fly or the Navy to fly instantly were like out the door. So that's why I stuck to drones and I don't even have to leave the ground. Like I'm not afraid of heights, but mm-hmm. I don't even have to leave the ground and I get to fly. That's so awesome. it's, it's really, really, really cool. So as far as like how the business side of it started was 2019, I believe, Battle Creek had a really, really terrible hailstorm and I had to get my roof redone. So one day uh, I was with like my roofing contractor and I was like, oh, I got a pretty nice drone. I could take it up and show you pictures and we wouldn't even have to get up on the roof. He's like, oh, you have like, you can do that? And I was like, yeah. So I like went and got it out and... He's like, I, I think you have to be licensed or something to do it. And I was like, oh, well, let me go like 
find out more information on that and come to find out there is a lot more information on that. Okay. The, you need a commercial drone pilot's license, a part 107. There's a huge test you have to take that's $150 and you're under security cameras the whole time you're taking the test and it's like a pass fail so if you fail then you have to take an, like another 150 bucks luckily i passed it on the first round because i studied way too much for it but the test itself was very very little to do with drones and more about like airspace requirements how to read cfrs or no tams how to read all of this other stuff that like actual airline aircraft Right. manned aircraft pilots have to know just to fly a drone 20 feet in the air and take a picture of a house like right. any work commercially you need this part 107 for so i got the, all of that information and i went back to the the roofing contractor and i was like well i'll need to know how much i'm going to be making like per house that i shoot or whatever to see if this is actually going to be worth it and it ended up being well worth my time and money <laughs> to go figure out um, how to do this whole thing commercially and the right way. And I ended up starting uh, sole proprietorship, got my tax sales tax license, registered my business, um, registered my DBA, and did all of that. And then really started marketing social media because it's like free. Right. It's free marketing, <laughs> which is which has been really great, especially as a photographer, because the work this is what I tell all the people that like ask me, how do you get into drones, whatever. The great thing about social media is as a photographer is that your work sells itself. Like if you post a beautiful image, it, it people are going to like that. Right. And like they're going to ask you to come out like it's 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 really, really cool and free <laughs> right so from the roofing contractor kind of what happened next in the business was obviously I, I know you started it kind of got all the the legal stuff in place um, LLC all that kind of stuff from a business standpoint but then what was kind of like the next step to continue to build it so the next step for me was reaching out to different realtors signing up on like Zillow photography all of this other other places where people are looking to hire photographers. So I signed up for all of that and had all of that underway and continued to post regularly on Facebook and YouTube and not really so much X, Twitter, whatever, or right. Instagram, but more of where I figured my clients would be coming from rather than like somebody reading crap posts on Twitter. That's like all I look mm -hmm. at that as. But yeah. So really just that's when the, the harder marketing side of things, like in just recently, I, I had a real estate agent, somebody that owns like a division here in Southwest Michigan, reach out to me. And I was like, Oh, how did you hear about my business? Cause I always like to ask. Mm -hmm. And she's like, back in 2019, you sent like this whole company an email about the work that you're doing. And I was like, oh, my God, no stinking way. <laughs> years later, yes, four years later. Yeah, almost. it was. And that was pretty recent. That was like 2019, 2020, 20, four years ago, I had emailed this person. That's but, awesome. Yeah. So that was really, really funny. Because usually it's always like, 
oh, my friend's friend showed me your Facebook and I love your work. It was like, yeah, yeah. this email back from 2019. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. So social media really started to take off for you. At what point did that really start to take off? The crazy thing, I guess it's not really crazy, but whenever I started to like intermingle like my personal life and my business, so I, it wasn't just like, I have this for sale, I have right. this for sale, I have this for sale. It was like, I started this group called the Frequent Flyers, and the point was, do you want to see what goes on backstage? Like, do you want to follow along with Pat Man's journey, whatever? Mm -hmm. And I started that right before we went on a trip to Florida a few years ago. And that's when, like, the audience really started to connect with, like, the whole, I'm on this plane with right. Pat, man. He's yeah. taking me places. And so ever since that, it's been, like, I've, I've got this personal connection with my following rather than me just trying to sell crap to them. Okay. And... I rarely ever post, hey, just let you know I've got canvas prints for sale or I've got hoodies or anything like that. But when I do, I get people responding to those posts like, hey, I didn't even know that. Where can I buy it? Right. And so I really need to switch back into that mode where it's like the money making mode mm -hmm. versus, hey, this is what I'm doing today. Yeah, I, <laughs> I remember hearing like years ago. When, especially when I started really diving more into the social media for the business. And they they had the recommendation that for every about nine times or ten times that you are posting something, one of them is like an ask. Yeah. That, so one of them is the ask for the business or for some part of the business. Yeah. And then the other nine is like you're just being unselfish, authentic, just giving them everything up front for yeah. free. Yeah. And all of my work on Facebook – is like completely free to see. And I, I pride myself on being like a positive person because when I moved to Battle Creek, it was everybody that I had talked to was, oh, Battle Creek, the crime rate's so high, the city's nasty, this is gross, that's gross. You yeah. won't be able to get any work, you know. And companies are failing, the yeah. jobs are leaving. The city's yeah. falling apart. Well, uh, I've got a different story to tell you mm -hmm. <laughs> through my work because it is most definitely not. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that because I know, especially if you follow Pat, you'll know that this is like his trademark. But for the people who don't, I guess, what's the trademark that you kind of have capped on for, for Battle Creek? So right now, every a, a lot of people, when they see me in public, which is really cool to be recognized in public, it's always... I agree. Battle Creek is beautiful. And that is so freaking awesome to hear. Just to have that feedback, like in real life, not just uh, somebody typing it, I guess. But mm -hmm. all of, not all of my posts, but a vast majority of my posts are very positive things about our community, just how beautiful Battle Creek really is. Because everybody else, is telling you that Battle Creek is a nasty place and I have got photographic evidence mm -hmm. that says otherwise. Yeah. Not just photos, but videos too. Like it it's it's just it's been kind of overwhelming the amount of support that I get back 
having people thank me for shining the the light on Battle Creek in a positive manner because negative news sells. Mm -hmm. And I pride myself on being popular by being positive because it's so easy to go out and get shares and likes and comments, negative things like, oh, look at this house that just burnt down or look at this meth bus. Here's a video of a car crash. Like people share that. Mm-hmm. And people comment on that and and it, they, those kind of crap posts negative nasty posts are the ones that go viral especially within the community right nobody wants to share that hey look the milton just had four million dollars in renovations done and is up and running and is a packed out successful apartment complex now that used to just sit there as wasted space in the right. middle of our city yep. and it's now like drawing people in there's new companies coming in new hollands moved in hand map brewings moved in claire's has always been kicking butt mm-hmm. umami ramen absolutely love their food <laughs> so it's it's so crazy that i still continue to get negative comments on on my positive posts but i have a specific post that I link them to that has just a whole huge list of all of the good things to do in Battle Creek. It's like, get out from behind your keyboard and go do before Mm -hmm. you start complaining about what there isn't to do. Yeah. I think even beyond Battle Creek, I think people who, especially who haven't really left their hometown or have been in kind of the same area for a very long time, they just kind of become numb to like what's around them. Yeah. And, and the things that they don't do every day, maybe their activities or parks or there's so much. I mean, there was a park just the other day we saw because of Isaiah's soccer. And I'm like, I didn't even know this was here. Yeah. And I've lived here like my whole life. Yep. I didn't even know this playground was here. And it was really nice. Like that's something that people become numb to. And so I think it's really good that you're coming out and saying, hey, there's a lot of these great things in our town and our community that need to be shine a light on that. Yes shine a light on and utilize like Mm -hmm. there's so many people that just don't go out and do it it, i get it if you have kids and and there's not a whole lot of time to go out and do but most of these people that are the negative commenters are the ones that have not left their house by their own choice when it comes to the business when did you make some changes was it when you had kids on how you wanted to structure your business and kind of what are your plans going forward for the business to, to kind of scale and, and grow it? So having kids definitely brought things back a level as far as how much time I have to do really anything. Right. <laughs> so as the kids get older, I will be able to go out and do more. Like Hudson's almost at that age where I'm going to be able to bring him to these like events that I go to or just really anything. And he could he can be there with me and not be such a distraction that he would be now. Like I'd have to chase him Mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, So right now it's, it's kind of hard to leave the house and not feel bad for leaving my wife home alone with two Two wild boys (laughs) because they can get absolutely crazy. So yeah, that's both now and future. Hopefully I'll have a little bit more time and he, he loves the drone. He loves touching it. He loves getting into things. 
He loves taking the batteries off the charger when they're not fully charged. And my little one has become obsessed with climbing up on my computer chair and just tearing my computer apart. Oh, geez. <laughs> That's something that we've fed into recently. It's like, where's my mouse? Where's my headset? Where's yeah. my headphones? Like, <laughs> So when it comes to like scaling it and building it from here... Obviously, having kids makes that really tough. Yeah. Is it more of like you're just trying to find ways to become like more efficient with your time to be able to do more with the a lot of time you have? Or is it kind of to utilize more of like social media to be able to expand the business? Yes, both. So I get a ton of people to a that ask me to do weddings or gigs out of town or stuff that's extremely time consuming to shoot and edit right now i don't do any of that type of work like if it's gonna take me longer than four hours to go shoot something it i basically respond and say sorry i can't do that right now my plate is full right it may not be with another drone job but i just don't have the right. capacity to go do everything just time time right now but most of my jobs right now and there's plenty of them come out and shoot my property come out and shoot this house mm -hmm. we're replacing a roof here it's just quick little jobs i can go out and fly right. one battery 15 20 minutes and right come home and do a quick edit and send it to them yeah because it's it's not a full-on movie that they're asking for <laughs> right so at this point wh what ways are you looking to maybe scale your business for for profit or for income? Is it just to expand the frequent flyer group? Is it to expand social media? Is it to get new jobs? Kind of what's your goal for the next couple of years? So yeah, to? speaking of the frequent flyer group, I am really into uh, supporting creators. Like I, I support creators myself. These guys on YouTube that um, host these different drone podcasts that go over the regulations. They talk about the things that matter. They they provide me with content that is enjoyable to me, useful to me, abs for absolutely no charge. They supply it to everybody for free. And I can go on and I can join their subscription group and I can be a supporter of that channel, those people, right? And so I myself started a... There's the frequent flyer group, which is just like the backstage, like, hey, come along with me. This is my life. Enjoy the views with me, right? Mm -hmm. And then there is the first class flyers, which is a another group that is subscription-based. I think it's like $4.99 a month to just say, hey, thank you. Like, right. I want to support what you're doing. I believe in your mission. I love that you're being positive. You're, you're sharing pictures that spark great memories of my past and i think that it is so cool that there is even just the possibility that one day i could be completely crowdfunded through people that enjoy my content mm -hmm. like instead of going out and buying me a starbucks coffee they are investing in my business i use all of that money i reinvest it back in the business for the editing subscriptions, the equipment, the all of that kind of stuff, which is 
the behind the scenes right. stuff like and much more expensive yeah than my people, the uh, adobe subscription is like a hundred dollars a month right. just for editing software that doesn't include like any drones the music stuff the the licensing stuff the business side of things but i i have quite a few people on there that are and i post that first class friday post every week mm -hmm. to highlight those people that are supporting me and there's there's businesses like Auto Modified, Hampton Aquatics, and Pizza Rescue. Those businesses are investing in buy business and also getting some, like a little bit of an advertisement in exchange. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of beneficial to both of us. Right. Because to pay for Facebook ads is stupid expensive. Yep. But so that's really cool that I also have businesses aboard that group my right. first class flyers yeah so that's uh kind of a dream right now okay. would be to be completely crowdfunded i think you can do it <laughs> I, I just got to keep pushing yeah. keep i pushing, think once you get going. one of those big ones and i think you had a really good chance at doing that when trump was in town and you were able to get that huge picture but then they stole your copyright and yeah yeah that was really yeah bad. oh no i've had plenty of those situations it always it's always on the posts that are doing very well mm -hmm. that people like in the I'm sure most of the time there's no like ill intent. They just save the picture and share it themselves. Right. But man, that costs me so much money, especially because Facebook has this creator thing where they pay me basically to post on Facebook and you get paid based on reactions or likes or shares or views and it's not a lot. Mm -hmm. A very, very successful month with like millions of views is like 200 bucks. And very rarely do I hit that number. Right. But it's always those posts that like the ones that are like, oh, my God, I'm going to get a payday from Facebook, actually. But That's yeah, it's always those ones where yeah. people share it and they aren't even getting paid from it. Like yeah. they're just random people. Right. But, if you could go back for business purposes what would be maybe one thing that you would do differently start being more personal on facebook sooner or on social media sooner it's not all about business it's creating relationships with your clients that i think is like the biggest hard hitter because i think the relationships yeah. thing is a huge well, I, huge deal and i think the most successful people when it comes to social media are the ones that are authentic they're authentically of who they are yeah. um, and they're not apologizing for who they are. And yeah. the people that really are drawn to that are people who generally like them. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. And I know the whole community that I've built has just been absolutely amazing. Like I crashed my drone recently that I was doing a free gig at Kalamazoo Speedway where Travis Pastrana was coming into town and there was... Oh my gosh, thousands and thousands of people there to come see Travis mm -hmm. Pastrana crash a school bus into the wall, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I was flying my drone there, flying when I knew it would be dangerous to do. There was risk and it wasn't as calculated of a risk as I would have. I should have just not flown. Mm -hmm. But there was like 60 car and trailer racing around the racetrack and I was flying during it, weaving in and out of cars and ended up crashing trailer flew like up into the air and I just hit it like straight on 
spent the next five hours of the night walking the track between each event, searching between the boats and all of the crap that was on the track just to hopefully salvage the SD card. And just before the final event of the night, one of the 20 guys that was helping me try to find this drone found it and it was an absolute wreck. Well, I didn't really have the money to just go and replace this like a $700, $800 drone mm -hmm. completely gone. And so I reached out to my audience and I said, hey, I did this for free. Um, I wanted to try to bring you guys great content and ended up having people like I had it paid off within like the next two days. That's really cool. And that was I just could not even believe it how the community came together and like i am so blessed so absolutely blessed that to have built the following that i've built everybody is so freaking amazing that's really cool so kind of to wrap things up uh i know we could sit here and talk all night which is awesome <laughs> but um to wrap things up, I'll ask you the same question that I ask everybody who comes on who's a guest is what's one piece of advice that you would give another young family? Make time to do what you want to do. Um, even with kids, especially do it before you have kids, just go do, experience things, get out of the house, get out of the nine to five rut that you're stuck in, change things up get out of the house <laughs> mm -hmm. it's it's so important to to stress that not everything costs money to go do if you want to go see a hockey game go see a hockey game it doesn't have to be for professional hockey spend five bucks go do something cheap go to the bowling alley just get out of the house i got stuck in such a rut working the off shift just coming home and watching tv and just not doing anything and then we had kids and that made it even harder. And now it's every chance I get, I just want to be out of the house. Like I'm so tired of sitting in front of the TV. I think that's really good advice, especially for parents. I think we, you're, the biggest calling that you have in life, or I think one of the biggest responsibility when you do have kids is to raise great kids and to be the best parent, you do need to recharge and be your own happy self and i think like to Absolutely. be able to to be able to do that you do need to get away from being around your kids all the time or even sometimes being around your spouse all the time and you need to be able to to have friends that can keep you accountable and and, and bring you happiness too and not just depend on your family or you know your spouse for that so no i totally agree and and one more thing is that it is so important to look at things from a different perspective. Like, you, f you if you find yourself in a negative situation, look for the positive in it. Like, yeah. I can't stress that enough. Battle Creek is beautiful. Yeah. Stop looking at it from a closed-off perspective, please. <laughs> well, thanks, Pat. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Be sure to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Connor Bowsman or Preferred Financial Group.
The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of Connor Bowserman or other qualified financial advisors with any questions you may have regarding this episode. Connor Bowserman is a licensed financial advisor and any of the investment advisory services offered are through Harbor Investments, member SPIC. Products and services provided are not NCUA insured, have no credit union guarantee, and may lose value. Consumers Professional Credit Union and Marshall Community Credit Union and Harbor Investments are separate and independent companies, and credit unions are not providing security services.